Happy Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander Heritage Month from Delia and Don at From Here. Hey, Don, how's it going? Hey, Delia, it's going great. Happy Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Woot! <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it. I did it really slowly this time. <laughs> I think I got it. <laughs> May, it just kind of makes May like extra, extra, right? There's just kind of like more things going on or more things to read, right? Um, But I have a question for you. Um, Yeah, what's up? Did your kiddo ever have like an Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander affinity space in school? (laughs) I'm just laughing because you can say that so well so quickly. I can't say it that well. Uh, what do you mean affinity space? Um, oh, it's a good question. So like a space that is intentionally carved out specifically for people who self-identify as being members of that group, like to be in community together. Like physically? Yeah, yeah. Wait, what does that look like at your kid's school? Uh, well, funny you should ask because this Asian American Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Oh my God! How do you do that? How do you say that so fast? Pract- like everything in life, practice. One, it's practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I gotta practice. Um, so the school kicked off the first ever. They're calling it AAPI Affinity Space. And it happens uh, during lunchtime, and it's only for the fourth and fifth graders, which are the, like, you know, quote-unquote upper grades of the school. Um, And instead of eating lunch in the cafeteria and then going to recess, they, like, eat lunch in the conference room and, like, do activities together. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. I don't know if I heard you correctly. So there's a special space for... Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander kids mm-hmm. to have their own space. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they go to the conference room and they eat together. Mm-hmm. I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. And here's, here, here's actually the part that I'm kind of like, wait, wow. It is facilitated by someone who identifies as Asian American Pacific Islander, who is like a clinical social worker. I have so many questions. (laughs) Okay. Okay. First question. Do the kids get to choose if they want to go? Or are Uh, they like yanked out? Are they like, you look Asian, therefore you go there. (laughs) Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you see where I'm going with this? Okay. So this is where it gets a little like more complicated. And not Uh-oh. just like joy. Oh my God, right? please I, do not tell me I'm right. Okay. Because okay, we're no, in so, 2023. No, no, no. Please no. do not tell You're, me I'm you right. You are not. You are not right. Okay, good. I Actually, want This is one time where I'm like, I want to be wrong. Okay. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> okay, so because yes. it's a, this was a, this is the pilot, right? It's mm-hmm. the first time they've ever done it. Uh-huh. Um, so the principal sent an email to some parents um, because they, I think they didn't want to invite everybody, but they wanted to start with a small group to kind of pilot it. And so it was like, do you give your permission for your student to participate in this activity? This is what it is, and this is why we're doing it. 
Holy crap. I have more questions now. <laughs> okay. You said some families. How did they decide who to send it to? Did they like racially profile people's last names? How did they decide? Um, I don't think they racially profiled people's last names. I mean, I think like in our database, like, you know, when we signed up for school, you like oh, check a box, right? Okay. So for people who check the box. But it wasn't everybody who checked the box because it was a pilot. Wait. So how did they how did they decide? This I don't know. However, everybody who they emailed, <laughs> uh huh. Oh God, I'm is like myself. <laughs> I'm breaking Ch- myself <laughs> of Chinese origin. Listeners, my mouth is on <laughs> the floor. Don's chin is at the oh, bottom of her Zoom screen. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Let and me let get me, this and, and okay, you, okay you I, when I said every, it was being a little over dramatic. You know, I think there are some people, some students who might have like multi ethnic Asian Asian American identities. However, they're certainly all East Asian, and I'm pretty sure they were all of some mixed, you know, Chinese Chinese American background. So it's very narrow. Is I guess is my point. You know, it wasn't broadly representative of many different East Asian cultures. It was pretty monolithic. So, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still like <laughs> wrapping my head around this. Don is thinking. Like, <laughs> the little hamster is going in the brain, okay? Um, so families who checked the Asian box, do, do you all disaggregate the Asian box? Uh, I think so. Okay. So it's broken down into the Asian ethnic subcategories. That's what I mean by disaggregation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this. I don't know if like the school is looking at all of that or not. I'm not sure. That part I'm not sure. Okay, so for a small group of families, were emailed asking them if they were interested in being okay with sending their kids to this space. Yes. Now, do you know if the kids were consulted in this, or that part did it I just? Don't, I, I don't know. I, you know, being me, consulted with my kiddo. Okay, you consulted with. Okay, yes. so how did that conversation go down? Um, well, this this kiddo is is ten, and he was like, "Wait, so I have to miss recess?" That's what I'm saying. What the hell? Okay, <laughs> like okay. I'm going to let you finish telling your story about how you talk to your kiddo about this. And then I have feelings that I'm going to share. Okay, yeah. you go, you go, yeah. you go. So, I mean, I think, I think actually his point is really valid, right? Like he's 10, like recess is like of utmost importance to his school day. You know, number one, just for like being able to like move around and like get out energy. And number two, for just like having like free time with, with friends, right? Yeah. Um. I think he was sort of like, why though? Like, why do we need this? Uh-huh. You know, and, you know, he he's read like a gazillion books about like Asian American experiences, Asian American history, like history of like people of color in the United States. So I think he is aware. But I told him, I said, you know, I think part of it is like to, sp- to intentionally like spend time with people who share things with you because you might be able to talk about things together and realize like some of the things that you experience that are the same and some of the things that are different, but to have space like to do that. And he was kind of like, Oh, 
okay, but I'm still going to miss recess, right? <laughs> Smart kid. I know. I know. So I could, so he went. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and he really thought that being in the conference room for lunch was like five million times better than eating in the dirty, smelly cafeteria. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say... <laughs> Way better than recess. Okay. No, I think the I think just the the lunch part. Um, but he said it was like really like a lot of fun. Oh, cool! What did they do? I mean, I think they. I have like my sort of like, you know, working with students hat on. Like, I think they did just sort of like some introductions, and you know, he said like, yeah, well, you know, she asked us some questions, you know, and I was like, okay, well, what kind of questions? And he was like, well, it was sort of like things that we like and things that we don't like. I think they were trying to build some like common ground and like, you know, Mm -hmm. find commonalities in the group. I don't think they talked. It was the first time like they got together, you know, so I think it wasn't super explicit, like over the head, like we're going Mm -hmm. to talk about what it means to you to be Asian American, you know, but I think, you know, they, and they played like some, you know, they played like some light games together and he thought it was fun, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think, I think these kinds of spaces are important and I think they take time, you know, for people to like develop like connections and like trust and like a rapport with each other. You know, it wasn't like he was with, this wasn't Mm -hmm. like his friends. They were kids from different grades. Um, And he was like, yeah, it was actually kind of fun. Like I liked it, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was kind of, I don't know, it felt really like meaningful to me, you know, Mm -hmm. that he could have this kind of space Mm -hmm. and feel like positive about it. You know, he didn't say like, I never want to do that again. You know, it was a waste of my time. I could have been at recess. Like he didn't say that, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that kind of like says something to me, like something felt right, you know, or like meaningful, you know, to him to be there. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like affirming to me because I think he's never – you know, I don't know. I mean, he's like in fourth grade, like he hasn't been like, you know, in an Asian, Asian American student club, you know, like they have in like high school, you know, they Uh don't have that in elementary school. And he goes to Chinese school, which is like a lot of Chinese people, but it's about language, you know, it's not, Yeah, it's a little bit different, you know? And so it just kind of feels like, oh, wow, you know, this is actually, I guess I'd never articulated to myself, like how finding that space can be important to our kids, you know, and to, you know, ourselves as like adults too, but kind of seeing it from like the role of a parent, you know, to your kids. Mm -hmm. Are they going to do it again? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're supposed to meet uh, regularly, like through the rest of the school year. So over the next like six weeks or so, like meet on an ongoing basis. Yeah. This is so fascinating. (laughs) It's so fascinating. And it's really problematic because I don't have all the information. So I'm making a lot of judgments right now and assumptions. (laughs) And I'm like, dissatisfied with the fact that you can't answer some of my questions. Um, So let me slow my roll. Let me (laughs) and let me back it up by Mm -hmm. saying number one, I think it is fan freaking tastic that at 10 years old, right, these kids have an opportunity to begin exploring their racial identity, their racial and their ethnic identity in a Mm -hmm. safe space, Mm -hmm. albeit problematically of Mm -hmm. how they were selected to be there. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to withhold judgment because Mm -hmm. I don't have the whole story. Okay, so I'm going to slow my roll. I'm going to back up. Okay. I think it's really uh, fantastic that your kiddo had such a great experience. Um, 
I think that whoever held that space, uh, that social worker teacher, shout out to them. Yeah. To make it fun for a 10-year-old boy. Like, Yeah. (laughs) So fun (laughs) that missing recess ended up not being a big deal. Yeah. All right. Because I know how, what a big deal recess is to your kiddo. Yeah. Um, But on a, on a, on a different level, right? I think it's super important to have affinity spaces. So going back to your original question, no, my kid doesn't have affinity spaces at all. In fact, my kid who's in eighth grade, they don't even, there has been not one utterance of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month at all. What? Yes. And the school is something like, I don't know, 40%, 40%, 30, 40% Asian. No. No. Okay, nothing whatsoever. Okay, but they don't do any kind of heritage month at all. They don't do Black History Month. They don't do Women's History Month. They don't, oh. they do nothing. Okay. <laughs> Equal opportunity, do nothing. Right. It's one of those like, let's be, let's, ha- let's make sure equality happens. So therefore, no one gets yep. a special month. Okay. <laughs> um. So it and it's unfortunate because in thinking about and listening to your story and thinking about myself, I actually did not have a space to explore my identity as um see so okay let me let me before I finish that sentence. I think there's a big difference between growing up with your identity mm-hmm. and actually having a dedicated space to mm-hmm. talk about and explore and focus on yeah. your identity. Yeah. Because I grew up learning all of the, you know, symbolic linguistic culturally relevant things about being Chinese in my family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I learned all of that. But it really wasn't until college during the end of my first year, actually, no, at the beginning of my second year, where I actually had a space to talk about what it meant, mm-hmm. not only what it meant, um, and not only what it meant to have these particular experiences, but being able to connect with mm-hmm. other people Right. And also to connect my experiences in a broader social and historical context. Yeah. That's the huge difference because right. here I was thinking, oh, yeah, I grew up like a normal kid, but then not being able to understand why some people didn't understand certain things about the way I grew up. Right. And not having language ever to talk about that. Yeah. Right. And so I actually didn't have quote unquote affinity space until college. And it Mm -hmm. had such a huge impact on me Mm -hmm. because if I had had that space earlier on, Mm -hmm. right, I think it would have made such a huge difference. You know, that the research shows that the more students feel culturally um, affirmed, Mm -hmm. right, in their own identities, they do better. Mm -hmm. Right. All the educational research shows that, right, which is why it's important to have teachers that look like their students, why it's important for teachers to understand the environment that the, and the communities that the students grow up in, right? And so for me, it was like mind-blowing <laughs> to go to class, right? And, and oh my God, I know what that professor is talking about because I grew up like that. Mm-hmm. It was so affirming for me. Yeah, yeah. But it's ridiculous. I did not get that in college. So it's wonderful that your son gets that now because for a 10-year-old, right, for these kids, I think, especially for Asian Americans, and this is where I'm going to be really specific. Mm-hmm. Number one, I feel Asian um, affinity space is important for all uh, 
historically marginalized ethnic and racial identity groups. Okay, <laughs> number one. Number two, I think it's especially relevant for Asians and Asian Americans mm-hmm. because there's so little in the curriculum that is about their history, their you know cultural background. That yeah. you know, I would have to say that Asian Americans have the least amount of um, themselves reflected back in any kind of educational context, mm-hmm. and that has significant mm-hmm. impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think even, you know, on a, on a broader level, like even how you described like growing up, like you described growing up like Chinese American, right? Yeah. And we're talking here, we're using, you know, the, the umbrella of like Asian American, yeah. which I think it ta- in, I think it takes, it requires, you know, some processing right. discussion to like come to this, like thinking about like, well, actually like I'm Asian American, like to identify in that way, I don't think it, it doesn't often like just sort of come naturally like, oh, I clearly I grew up Asian American, you know, because it's a yeah. broader, you know, and politically like situated like identity. So it, it you need to like be around other people and talk to other people and learn mm-hmm. about their experiences in order to kind of come to that understanding. So I think, you know, it, it, it's, it is, it's so important to be around other people. I think it, I think you know, for, for my kiddo, you know, I, I was very explicit with him. And I said, you know, I think, I think it would be important to have more, you know, people with different backgrounds represented, you know, mm-hmm. um, South Asian, you know, multiracial, like all these different things I think would be really important. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I think, and he was kind of like thinking about it, you know, and he's like, yeah, you know, that I think that would be important, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he I don't know how much, you know, he he's thought about this, you know, in, in the bigger picture, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I'm curious to kind of see how this evolves for him. I'm so curious too, because I think, I mean, this connects to so many things that Asian Americans, I think, are currently fighting for and have, have been struggling with for a really long time, right? Yeah. Number yeah. one, to be legitimately seen and treated like an ethnic minority, right? Yeah. And I don't use the yeah. word minority because it's it's so it's loaded, right? But when we mm-hmm. when you look at the fact that what Asians now, according to US census, what uh, make up almost six percent of the yeah. population. Yeah. We're technically, you know, even in the Bay Area where there's so many places where there's majority number of Asians across the United States, Asians still only make up 6% of the population. Right. right? Yeah. And never mind, right, that we also are not, we don't have spaces for mixed race yeah. Asians, yeah. right, to be able to come together and have conversations yeah. and, prob- and spaces to also problematize the ethnic diversity of the term Asian and Asian American, mm-hmm. in addition to how problematic it might be, it is actually to lump Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander yeah. under the term Asian American, yeah. right? And and so I think it's really important to have these affinity spaces for Asian Americans so we can talk about these things. Yeah. Right? Just for Asian Americans. And yeah. I also think it's so important for Asian ethnic groups to have affinity spaces yeah. so that they can have an um, um, opportunity to talk about their own specific experiences right. as yeah. well. Yeah. It's so like multi layered, right? There's like yeah. so many specific sorts of like spaces that mean like slightly different, like they serve slightly different functions and like they, it's, it's different, but all like important and necessary. You know, yeah. in some levels. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, I think we will see how all of this evolves. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, and also, too, I mean, like, I know that there are, are listeners out there who maybe in their organization, in their companies, they may be thinking about getting involved in um, Asian resource groups, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think those are absolutely necessary spaces, too. I have yeah. to say it because there's a connection, yeah. you know, yeah. because not all of us had an opportunity to take Asian American studies right. in college. Yeah. You know, so even as grownups, even as adult folks, we need these affinity spaces, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think the more we can uh, we can carve out and affirm, you know, these identities. And let me be also like super explicitly clear, right? We have a right to safe spaces to yeah. be around people who we don't have to explain our identity. Yes. We can like put our guard down. Like we have a right. Everyone has a right, you know, to have those safe spaces. Yeah. And I think for Asians in particular, it's really hard. It's really, really hard to have those spaces where people can, you know, you find others who have who you don't have to explain your experiences to. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I'm like so excited for your kiddo because he's beginning to have that opportunity to think about what it means, you know, at a very early age, so much so that he might not be explicitly talking about like, oh my gosh, I experienced racism per se. (laughs) But, you know, like these, these kids who are in that group, will come to understand how important it is for them to be able to connect with one another as Asians, in addition to being able to um, connect with other kids who are different than them. It has to be a both and, and it doesn't take away. It doesn't take away from this effort of, um, you know, this broader effort of inclusion and diversity at all. No, I think this, I think, for me, like I view like these spaces as like part of inclusion, right? Because yeah. like we need these spaces to be able to understand like what our like collective experience ha- have been, you know. And and my mm-hmm. my kiddo even said, you know, yeah, you know, I hope I hope we do talk about microaggressions, mm. you know, because wow. he has yeah. experienced them yeah. in the school. And I think all of the kids, I think for like to be able at that age to be able to say like, oh. You experience this too? Yeah. I think that's like so important. Like, I mean, I think that could change so much, you know, for just like how you, as a kid, like you make sense of like what you're going through. And if you knew that you weren't the only one and that other people who happen to look like you experience these things, like, I think Mm -hmm. that's like huge. I just hope that, you know, your kiddo's school takes into account mixed race Asians. Yeah. Okay, creates a way for them to feel included in these conversations. Yeah. I hope that your school also doesn't police who can and can't identify as Asian yeah. in terms of mixed race, multi, multi-ethnic Asians as well. Yeah. And then also Asian ethnic groups who are not traditionally considered part of Asian and Asian American. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's the only thing where at first I was like, I don't know about this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and and it's because, you know, there's also these areas where the Asian kid might be the only one. Mm-hmm. You know, and so to single out, I think can have um, a reverse effect of being detrimental, yeah. you know, as having to carry the burden of yeah. repre- not only being, but also representing all of the Asians. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that's my hope 
for your school. Yes. And I can't wait to hear more about how these sessions play out. If your kiddo ends up like, peace out, I want to go back to re- recess, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, you know, what your, how your kiddo feels after end, after the end of all of these sessions together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will definitely have to share updates with you and follow what maybe it, maybe at the end of all of this, but I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Thanks so much for helping me just kind of like think about some more questions that I might have. You know, I appreciate just sort of your lens on things and I've got questions now. I'm going back to the school questions. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Happy Asian American Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander month, Delia. Happy May to you too. <laughs> it'll it'll roll off faster. It'll roll off faster. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, uh, thanks so much for being on this journey with us. Uh, if you have uh, your own experiences with affinity groups or resource groups of your own, um, or from the experiences of your kiddos, you know, we'd love to hear more about them. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at From Here Podcast, or you could leave us messages or reviews on your favorite podcast listening platforms. Thanks so much for being here. Good night, Dawn. Good night.